Baseball Money is Fake on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks and content available only to our patrons at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Welcome to Baseball Money is Fake. A fantasy baseball podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am Blake Meyer. And wouldn't you know it, we are back again talking some baseball, talking some fantasy baseball. And as always, I'm with my man, Ryan Gilbert. How you doing today, Ryan? Uh, I'm doing good. I was just doing some uh, some podcast prep kind of all over the place here, going back and forth <laughs> on, on what we're talking about. So th- this should be a fun episode. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited because uh, I mean, if you guys can't tell by the title, we are going to do a little bit of a rankings episode, and we're going to break it down a little bit by position as well to kind of keep it easier to follow. And it's going to likely be just like a, a position per episode. We're going to cover some of the core people that uh, you sh- would be focused on right now at this point in the season. I guess would be a good. Way to put that. Some more prominent people that you're kind of curious where they might be ranked. Um, yeah, I, I do... feel like they're kind of like trending players, like players like, oh, I don't know how to feel about this player right now. Exactly. That's the perfect way to put it. Uh, I should have thought of that. Uh, <laughs> but I know I do the uh, um, expert rankings for Fantasy Pros. I'm part of the expert ranking committee. So if you go there and look up the uh, like rest of the season rankings, I am one of the people that make up those rankings. So I like sharing my knowledge when I can, because I mean, those aren't always the easiest rankings to find. Or maybe you don't check out fantasy pros. You just want a little insight. We got you. Yeah. Um, And uh, I'm not sure who we're starting with here, but uh, who who are we kicking it off with? Blake? I think a good one to start with would be uh, Jordan Alvarez, the Houston Astros, because he has missed a large chunk of time with injury. Uh, but he is, I mean, he's set to be back any day now. Uh, I think he may be in the lineup or may have been in the lineup already by the time uh, yeah, we put I this think, out. Yeah, it's it's he's still working his way back. It's it's delayed. Could be back sometime this week is what we know. Okay, yeah. So that's, that's something that a lot of people are kind of up in the air about because we talked a lot on the podcast about how when you get into the second half, injuries become a whole nother a whole nother thing you got to deal with injuries are okay. In the first half of the year, you can kind of put them in the back of your mind. Somebody like Jordan gets hurt. You put him, you keep him on your bench or you put him on the aisle, whatever. He'll be back. You can make that playoff push, but we're now into the second half of the year when you need to be making that playoff push. And so for a guy like Jordan, who's been out for a while, still out currently, you start to wonder where does he fall into those uh, outfield rankings moving forward? I know for me personally, He's played 57 games. He still has 29 extra base hits. He's hitting 277, which is a little lower than we expected, but the 18% barrel rate. I've got Jordan Alvarez as my number eight outfielder still for the rest of the year. He's still top 10 for me. Where you got him on your rankings? Yeah, I, I have him right there in that eight-ish range. Not quite top five. Uh, Acuna, Betts, Tatis, Tucker, Carroll, they're top five. But then it's in that... that j-rod soto luis robert randy rosarina range like i feel like he's in there somewhere it kind of kind of depends on your 
personal preference, risk tolerance with, you know, Gordon potentially getting injured again, if you believe that Julio Rodriguez can, you know, become a, a first a first round talent if the Mariners can can turn it around there. And, you know, Soto, the same thing. I think Soto's still really good. I don't think he's going to get traded, despite uh, there were some there were some trade rumors with him. But yeah, I think Jordan's right back up there, pretty much where he was preseason, one of the, one of the top outfielders on the board, and, and he should be because the Astros are just getting healthier and, and better. So he'll, he'll be in plenty of uh plenty of spots where he is able to drive in some runs. Yeah, and I know, like for me, so I have him at eight. Uh, I have Kyle Tucker one spot ahead of him at number seven. I got J Rod one spot behind him. At number nine, and then after that, that I got Randy Arozarena and Adolis Garcia as my ten and eleven. To so give you an idea, 10 and eleven as well. Hey, Randy there we go. Else. There we go. All right. Yeah, he he slots so perfectly in there. Um, one thing you realize when you start doing rankings is it seems like a tall task because obviously there's a, a sh- shitload of players. Um, like for me, I do a top three hundred rankings. That seems like a lot of players. But when you start ranking by position, you start to realize that there is clear-cut guys like, okay, so these five are the five best. And then these next five, oh, wow, that's the next five best. And then there's obviously a little drop-off after that. And then after those, this next 10, this is the next group of 10, and they're all there. And then, oh, there's a little drop-off after that. It gets a lot easier, and Jordan just sits right perfectly in at that eight spot. If you want to put him at seven. Yeah, who do you have? Like, who do you have six, seven? Uh, so uh, six, I have Aaron Judge. Seven, I got Kyle Tucker. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, what, do you I, have Tatis in there? Or do you have Tatis at shortstop? Uh, I have Tatis in there. I have Tatis at number five. Uh, if you want to okay. know my top five uh, rest of yeah. your rankings, uh, it would be one would be Ronald Acuna Jr. Two would be Mookie Betts. Three would be Juan Soto. Four would be Corbin Carroll. Number five is Fernando Tatis Jr. So that's kind of a catch-all. Insane. that's all all i have to say on that i mean it's not insane like i i I feel like i'd rather have um tatis especially with the shortstop eligibility but like just straight up if if they're both only outfield i still think tatis gets gets the nod but all right yeah that that, that makes sense there yeah so i guess i mean if you want my top 10 also uh my top 10 outfielders for the rest of the year to put it in order would be ronald acuna jr mookie betts juan soto corbin carroll Fernando Tatis Jr., Aaron Judge, Kyle Tucker, Jordan Alvarez, Julio Rodriguez, and Randy Orozarena. That's my top 10. It seems like pretty cut and dry top 10. Kind of low, like low I on J-Rod there. A little bit low on Tucker, too, I feel. I have Tucker up at four. I don't know if I'm just a, a Kyle Tucker fanboy or what. Maybe, maybe Tucker. I don't think Tucker's doing as well this year as he has in the past. But, yeah, I feel like Tucker's just... A notch above Jordan, just because you know he's going to be healthier. He does have that mm-hmm. speed, um, so yeah, I feel like Tucker is just going to be ahead of ahead of Jordan. Yeah, th- yeah, my top ten: Acuna. This is not not in cement here, but Acuna, Betts, Tatis, Tucker, Carroll, Jarod Soto, Jordan Alvarez, uh, R- Luis Robert Jr., and Randy Rosarina. There, so yeah. I think pretty similar top tens. I, I am uh, excited to get to Aaron Judge. Before we do that, though, uh, make sure you check out the fakebaseball.substack.com. Our Substack to open, put some uh, streaming pictures up there, Deep League Streaming. I know Blake's going to have his ranks up there as well. Yes, sir. There's a forum. There's a, we're always posted on there, so make sure you get it there on the Substack. Uh, follow us on Twitter as well, at Fake Baseball on TikTok. Blake's been killing it. YouTube, Instagram, everywhere you can find us. 
And you can now find the Sports Gambling Podcast on Patreon. Do your part in the war against corporate gambling and sign up for the SGP Patreon. Tons of exclusive content, contests, and merch just for our patrons. Plus a monthly SGP Stories podcast, an ad-free, uncensored show highlighting the best stories from decades of being DJs. There's even a Discord channel for just patrons. The Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon is a great way to score exclusive perks and support SGPN. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon. Right, so uh, I, I kind of understand where you are at with, with Aaron Judge up up at six. Not Because mm-hmm. I, I initially had him like, I think I had him uh, like eight or nine above Louis Robert and, and Randy and Adolis. Then I was looking at how good those guys were doing. And I know Adolis has had some sort of injury recently. But yeah, the, I know Judge played five innings in a, in a, in a simulation game at, at some point this week. I know, I know they're trying to get him back. I know he can just come back and mash. And and before before we recorded this, I had him up there in the top ten. But I I I was like, okay, who would I trade? Because I have Aaron Judge in my my main okay. twelve team. I was like, okay, who would I trade Aaron Judge for? And so I said, Randy Adolis was ten eleven, uh, twelve. Christian Yelich is twelve. Uh, thirteen. Okay. Bryce Harper and then Judge. I have down there at fourteen. Just above Mike Trout, we'll get to him in a little bit. Trout at 15, just due to the longer-term um, um, uh, absence he has there with, with his recovery. But yeah, Judge, I mean, seeing that news that, that he he was you know playing a simulated game and, and he you know he might be be able to come back without a rehab assignment. And I mean, bring him back in the lineup, have him DH. He has to be better what than what the Yankees are throwing out there. So yeah, I can absolutely see Judge being a top 10 outfielder the rest of the way. Yeah, I'm I'm still very high on him only because before the injury I had him as my number 2 outfielder and if he comes back, which I mean he should, they're talking about him coming back during the Orioles series that is upcoming. Uh, who knows if that'll happen, we'll have to find out, but I I just had a hard time moving him outside of my top 10 because when he does come back, he's still Aaron Judge. And so he's still going to hit a shit ton of home runs. He's going to hit for a good average. He's going to have a barrel rate above 20%, which is insane to say out loud that you can just like for certain be like, oh, he's going to have a 20% barrel rate because that's just what he does every year. Um, I'm just, I'm a little higher on him because I think they're going to have to find a spot to put him in the lineup. Obviously he'll likely play DH, which will be easier on the body. But then I'm curious what something like that does to like a Giancarlo Stanton who does not play in the field. He only plays DH. So what happens there? He's Moving been playing forward. in the field apparently recently. Uh, I, oh, I saw God. some 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 Yankees people were, were hating on his uh, <laughs> less than stellar effort out there with his I maybe, maybe you know what? He, maybe he's maybe he's running his fastest. He's he's just not that fast. <laughs> he's just fucking slow. Uh, I mean that could be a possibility. But yeah, I, I think when Aaron Judge does come back, now my my rest of season ranking at number six for Aaron Judge does depend on when he comes back. If he does come back sooner for that Orioles series, then yeah, he's got a lot of a lot of uh, time left in the year to put up big numbers. So I like him at number six. Now, if he gets pushed back a couple weeks, all of a sudden we get to mid-August, and we're still talking about is Jaren, is Aaron Judge going to come back? Then he starts to get into my. 10 to 15 range and he might start to fall even farther because then you start to wonder if he's even going to come back, which was a question at 1.2 for Aaron judge. If he was even going to come back this season, because it's still 
let's be honest, it's a lost season for the Yankees. They're not they're not making the playoffs for as good of a record I, as they I, did I have at one point. That. I would not I would uh, not say that. They're they're two and a half games out. Yeah, that's a heavy two and a half games out too. I don't I don't think they're gonna make it. Sorry, Yankees it's a fans. Tough before. division. I mean the first Barry. place Orioles. Which is crazy, and the Rays are in second place, and they were like the greatest team ever to start the year. And so, for the Yankees to try and catch some teams like that, I mean, maybe they sneak into the last wild card spot, but even then, that's going to be tough. But yeah, Aaron Judge, as long as he's back soon, I'm pretty set on my number six ranking for him, just because it's Aaron Judge. But we'll have to see. Yeah, it's getting it's getting closer to the point where you know Judge is moving up and up the rankings as he plays simulated game, plays simulated games, gets closer to return. But I, I feel like if we did this like a week or two ago, he'd be much further down there. But not even that much further down because like I stopped at, at, at my top fifteen because that's when I put I put the last guy we're talking about. But like after that, where do you put someone like uh like uh, like a Lane Thomas? Lane Thomas is absolutely killing it. Is he going to keep it up? Where do you put Josh Naylor? He has outfield eligibility. Bellinger too. He could be traded to the Yankees or the Phillies are both looking at him. Uh, Nick Castellanos is killing it this year. Like, like there's these just guys below it. There's just like a, a mix match of just, you know, you never, you not know what it's, what it's going to be. So that's, this shows like how important outfield is. I feel like people forget about mm -hmm. it. Like, Oh, there's, you know, you got to fill three out. It, it, it's okay. Every team has three plus, plus, plus a DH or whatever, but no, there's, there's only a handful of premium outfielders out there, and and Aaron Judge is one of them when he's healthy. So is Jordan Alvarez. So yep. is Mike Trout. So th these these are three guys that you know can make or break your season depending on if if they come back or not, and if you trade for them or not. Speaking of Mike Trout, he's the next guy that I have on my list to talk about. Um, I have Mike Trout at number 13, which I believe is a few spots higher than you. Um, I have him at number 13 after he started the year as my number. I think I had him as my number 10 coming into the season. And all the way up till the injury, I had him as my number 10. So I didn't drop him that far down the list. And I think it's because, I mean, the injury sucks. I don't like seeing a ham eight bone injury. Those can tend to linger a little bit sometimes, but it's Mike Trout. He seems to heal pretty damn. I mean, he heals enough to be relevant, even like he had a, he's like, been no ahead, back. ahead of schedule, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He had like no back and hit 40 home runs last year. And so it's, it's kind of the same thing he, with Joe. Okay. Who do you have right after Mike Trout? Because I, I have not heard a name that I'm uh, very familiar with here in Philadelphia yet. Oh, are you one? Oh, I have Michael Harris the second right after Mike Trout. <laughs> And then, oh, Kyle okay. and then Kyle Schwarber. <laughs> no, that's not even it. What name are oh, you? Does, Bry does Bryce Harper not have outfield eligibility? Do you not have Bryce Harper on your list? Oh, he does. Bryce Harper Bryce Harper's at 18. But absolute disrespect. <laughs> absolute disrespect. He's got to remember Bryce. how to hit home runs before I can He's 293. Well, how many home runs? Five? He has, four, he has four home runs. Four. Yeah, uh, that's the problem. He's getting on that's... base. He's hitting the ball hard. He's just got to... You know, if the guys around him, Trey Turner and Kostabit up, Nick Castellanos has been sucking it over, over the past month or so. I think he's been hitting like 180 recently. So, That's yeah, true. Harper, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like, so who do you, else do you have above Harper? Trout, um, Harris, Schwarber. Um, so, right before, so 18 is Harper, 17, Brian Reynolds, 16, Christian Yelich, 15, Kyle Schwarber, 14, Michael Harris, the second, and then 13 is Mike Trout. <laughs> 
and maybe a little higher on Brian Reynolds than a lot of people, but I'm okay with that. Uh, my Michael Harris ranking is going to throw that, a lot of people off. That's too high, too. I'm, I think he's top 20, top 25, but, like, yeah. The way he's played over, like, the last six weeks puts him as a top 15. I think he was on, he was on a hitting streak recently, I think, maybe after the, after the break. So, um, we're... Okay, someone. I, I guess we can we can talk about Christian Yelich now. Uh, I have him. I mean, do you have anything else? I guess, I guess Trout. I'll say why I, where I, I have Trout. I have Trout at fifteen. I, I have Trout right okay. behind Judge, ahead of Schwarber, ahead of Springer, ahead of Harris, ahead of someone else that we haven't mentioned yet. Just because you know when he comes back, he's going to be Mike Trout. He he showed that last year. He was absolutely insane in September, and I trust that the Angels are probably not going to trade Shohei Otani. So they're going to have Otani, Mike Trout there batting, batting one, two, two, three, whatever they do. And Mike Trout's going to have a chance to carry your team to a championship. So I feel like at this point, I would take Trout over any of those outfielders below him straight up as long as you're in playoff position and are comfortable. If, if someone, I try to do this in, in a few of my leagues. If, you know, try to trade for, trade for Trout, trade for a guy like Brendan Woodruff, try, trade for these top tier guys that aren't going to come back till mid to late August, you know, if they're a middling team, try to give them somebody that can help them win and, and make the playoffs and give them that chance rather than, you know, be in seventh or eighth if only six teams make the playoffs. So, yeah, I I am high on these injured players. I don't know if that's because most of my teams are, are doing well, but, yeah, I think that's, that's a decent strategy if you have the ability to do so. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with being high on the injured players. I think sometimes when people do their rankings and somebody gets injured, they're very quick to drop them way down their rankings for the rest of the year, even though the value doesn't really drop that far. Cause like Aaron judge is a prime example. Aaron judge is still Aaron judge. So mm-hmm. like I've seen people drop Aaron judge to number 20 or number 22 for the rest of the year, just cause he's been injured. And it's like, okay, well uh, I can see would, like where you make, were at. That would make sense a week or two ago. That's probably where yeah. I would have him. I had I like Schwarber, Springer, Harris. I had him, but now he's got to move up like to where you had him. And yeah, I think injuries warrant dropping them down the rankings a little bit, but not like drastically far down. Uh, even my Aaron Judge might be a little high, but like me dropping Mike Trout down to number what did I say I had him at fifteen, uh, thirteen. Dropping Mike Trout down to number thirteen, yeah. I, I like that just because. When he comes back, I don't think anything has really changed with with Mike Trout. He's still just going to be he's still going to be Mike Trout. He's still a top fifteen outfielder, whether he's hurt or not. Um, like for me, I can't justify putting Michael Harris over Mike Trout. I can't put Kyle Schwarber over Mike Trout. I can't put Christian Yelich over Mike Trout, which we'll get to. I can't put Bryce Harper over Mike Trout right now. But so Trout still has to stay up there for me. Now, if something happens in his healing process and he's not able to come back in kind of the timeline that they thought, he may dip a little farther. But for now, I just got to look at the numbers and stick with Trout being Trout. Okay, there's one other injured outfielder in the the top 10, 15 here on those fantasy pros consensus rankings that neither of us have mentioned or put in our top 20. Cedric Mullins. He's been a big uh, disappointment for me this season. Uh, I picked him quite a bit in my uh, best ball drafts on underdog. We'll we'll get to underdog in a little bit. Uh, But yeah, he has an oblique injury. No, a groin injury, which is uh, he is unable to run and he's not sure when he'll be able to come back. Uh, This is the second time on the IL this season. I pretty much just didn't rank him because 
I don't think he has much value if he comes back and is able to be a, a good fantasy player. You know, that's that's all a bonus right now. Like, but I mm. could see this being a Jazz Chisholm type where it's just nagging injuries, you know, slowing down this season. I have Cedric Mullins at 21 right now, just because it is up in the air. If he comes back, I think he is right around a top 20 outfielder. And again, it's up in the air if he does come back or not, but I got to keep him right around that 20 range just because it hasn't been that clear cut that he's not coming back. But he is at 21 for me. I did have him up. I think he was my number 13 before I updated my rankings uh, earlier today. So I dropped him eight spots. And he may drop a little farther, but when he's healthy, I mean, he's got the speed. He stole 14 bases already this year. He's got a little pop. I think he's hit nine home runs. He's not the 30 home run guy that he was a couple years ago, but mm-hmm. he can fire off five or six home runs in an August if he were to come back and and kick it off. He can hit five or six home runs in a month and steal six or seven bases, which is big, especially at the outfield position, which does get shallow quick still. Uh, we talked about that coming into this season about how uh, outfield was probably the second most shallow position behind second base. Um, and that's kind of reigned true throughout the whole season. So, yeah, I've, I've got him around. I've got him at 21. I shouldn't say around 20. I have him at number 21. But also he he's quickly trending down on my list mm-hmm. rather than some of these other guys that are kind of trending up for me a little bit. Yeah, every day that goes by with him is worrisome, and every day that goes by with Jordan or, or Trout or Judge is hopeful. So yeah, that, that's uh, yeah. <laughs> a couple of difference there. And uh, I mentioned under, Underdog. We are brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. The NFL season's right around the corner. Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on a ton of NFL player props. And it's available in a ton of markets, plus plenty of opportunities to win in their daily MLB contests. And of course, make sure to enter Best Ball Mania 4, where first place gets $1 million. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, so the last one that we kind of wanted to break down and talk about would be somebody that I would say is trending up this year uh, would be Christian Yelich of the Milwaukee Brewers, former MVP Man, he's been a weird one to roster over the last few years. I was out on him coming into this year just because he had been the epitome of a guy that had so much potential when you were drafting him to be like a top one of your top three outfielders. And he never performed at that level for the last two years. But something clicked with him this year. Uh, All of a sudden, he is hitting 289 with 14 home runs and 55 RBIs. He stole 22 bases and he has an 854 OPS. That's like a, a full season's worth of stats from him from the last year. And now he's done it in uh, he's done it in just 97 games so far. I think you said you had Yelich higher than me in your ranking. So I'm going to let you go first. Where do you have Christian Yelich at right now? Yeah, I, I want to buy Christian Yelich. And the more I look at him, I have him at 12 above uh, Harper, Judge, and Trout. And I want to move him up. Looking at his baseball savant page, it's just all completely bright red. 95th average exit low, 94th expected Wobus, 96th percentile expected batting average, uh, 85th expected slugging. You know, he, he's just doing everything right. And I keep, 
early in his career, yeah, he had the power. He had some power. He was hitting for average. He was great for those few years when the balls were juiced. He had the MVP in 2018. Then he fell off the face of the earth, and he's already matched his home run total from last year. His RBI total is getting there. His average is fantastic, like you said. OPS as well, 854. And the Brewers are just somehow getting it done. I mean, it's, it's a weak division, and and you know, I think Yelich is going to be one of these guys that's just going to keep hitting. I think he's going to age very well with his skill set, which was which we couldn't say last year or even a few months ago at this time. So, you know, maybe it's a flash in the pan. Maybe it's just you know one good year, but I don't think is like bad for anything as good as is expected. Everything is great. So yeah, he's. He's doing good. I don't know. Maybe if he's he's someone that took advantage of the shift more, but his spray chart's kind of all over the place. So, yeah, Yelich has been a, a pleasant surprise for a lot of people and a, a negative surprise for me because I was not in on him whatsoever. Yeah, I currently have Yelich at number 16. Realistically, he should probably be my number 14 and bump Michael Harris and Kyle Schwarber down. So I'll just say that yeah, Christian Yelich is... Christian Yelich is my number 14 outfielder. Uh, if you look at a lot of his stat cast numbers, his year is very, very, very similar. I don't want to say identical, but it's pretty damn similar to his 2016, 2016 season when he hit 298 with 38 doubles and 21 home runs and drove in 98. Uh, his... Average exit velocity is a half a mile an hour difference. His barrel rate is identical. His sweet spot is 2% below what it was then. Expected batting average right around the same. Expected slugging right around the same. XWOBA right around the same. Hard hit rate right around the same. Even his strikeout and walk rates are almost identical to what it was from that season. And that was a pretty fucking good year of Christian Yelich. So having the version of Yelich that is now a 20 plus home run guy, more than likely, and he's got the speed to steal. Hell, he could steal 40 base. He's got 22 right now. So maybe he'll get closer to like 35, but he has very much played his way into being a top 15 outfielder. And if you drafted him this season, I think his ADP was right around a hundred or 120. And so you got a really, really mm -hmm. good return on your investment in draft capital this year which can be hard to do, but we've talked about how that is, that's like the most important section of the draft to try and win. Cause that's how you win your leagues. If you can draft these guys like Yelich at like a 117, and all of a sudden he goes off and he's a, a top 15 overall at the position player. That's what you need because he's got the extra base hit ability. Uh, he's hitting the hell out of the ball. He figured out how to hit off-speed pitches. I think his expected batting average on off-speed pitches is like 60 points higher than it was last season, and he's mashing fastballs, hitting about 335 off of fastballs with a 340 expected batting average. He's everything that you look for in an outfielder, and I'm going to be honest, coming into the season, I didn't think we were going to be this high on, on Yelich at this point. Yeah, in my 12-team league, he went in the 13th round. Uh, my 13th round pick was Grayson Rodriguez. He went, up, he went ahead of out, outfield algebra guys. Andrew Vaughn went ahead of him. John Birdie went ahead of him. Uh, Ahmed Ooh. Rosario. Jordan Walker, which is a fine pick. Um, Taylor Ward. Um, Santander. Stephen Kwan, we were high on. He's mm -hmm. he's not done too much. 
Jane Collar Stanton, Chris Bryant. Yeah. My league was just completely out of it. I mean, that's primarily Phillies fans who, who was tormented by, by them, by theology <laughs> as a Marlin. But, but yeah, my league was out on him and now I'm, I'm trying to trade for him. So that that's where, where it's come to. Um, one more guy, kind of uh, a blind item here is who uh, I feel like should be in conversation for top 20, top 15 possible outfield, depending on the league type. Uh, Masataka Yoshida, someone we talked about recently, someone we were high on. He's sitting 315. He, ha- he has the pop. He's just not going to hit 30 home runs. He'll hit 20 home mm-hmm. runs. He'll get some extra bases. He'll get the OPS. Where do you have Yoshida? I have him at number 20. Okay. He's in my top 20, and he's one of those trending up guys. All it takes is a, a Mike Trout extended injury, and Yoshida is going to be in my top 20. Uh, right above Yoshida, I have George Springer at number 19 and Bryce Harper at 18. Um, I don't think Yoshida is worthy of being higher than Bryce Harper. I could see a case to be made to put him ahead of George Springer, so maybe Yoshida could be number 19, and I'd be cool with that. But I have him as my number 20, and I'm pretty comfortable with that because he's done everything that we expected him to do this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I have. He was the last outfielder I listed. Was just the the nineteenth one. I mean, yeah, I feel like he's being completely overlooked. I mean, averages hitting three hundred is like hitting thirty five home runs. Honestly, that that's the value. Yeah. It possibly even more because that that's the value it brings to that category. So yeah, you can find these home run hitters that that don't bat for average, but Yoshida, he contributes everywhere. And th- these uh five by five guys should be looked at more. I agree. And speaking of looked at more, if you guys want to look at more of our work, go check us out at fakebaseball.substack.com. I am getting better at these. Uh, Check us out on our podcast feeds at uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify, if I can remember where those are. Uh, Five-star rating and reviews go a long way to helping us out, and they're greatly appreciated. Check us out on YouTube and Twitch at Fake Baseball Money. Follow us on Twitter at Fake Baseball. We are absolutely everywhere, man. And you can follow me on Twitter at Balake, B-U-H-H-L-O-C-K-A-Y-E. And you fo- can follow me on Twitter at R Gilbert S-O-P. And we'll catch you guys next time. See ya. See ya.